1: Episode twenty two: A journey we love. Hey, chainers, and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host Dennis O'Brien,
0: and I'm Katie Welsh.
1: We're so happy to have you all today. So today we're going to talk about traveling for cheap.
0: Then, when I was thinking about this, you know what I was first came into my mind? What's that? When we went to England to visit your sister.
1: So we went to the United Kingdom earlier this year. And we paid for a flight that was, I think it was $800 for both of us return, which in itself is a really good deal for two flights to London. We managed to also not pay a single dollar for that as well. So the $800 was actually just the ticket price, but effectively we paid for that using credit card points. There are loads of credit cards out there that have amazing sign-on bonuses. And as a result, you can literally travel very, very cheaply. And sometimes you only have to pay the airport tax in cash, which really is awesome.
0: So Dan, really, like we went to London for free?
1: Technically, the flight didn't cost us anything. But a lot of these cards, there are certain other things Like as an example, the card that I would use to get us there was the Chase Sapphire Reserve. That card carries a $500 yearly fee. However, $300 gets reimbursed for travel. And there's a whole bunch of other benefits as well on the card. Like you earn 3% cash back on any travel you do, on any food you have, and various other items like that. I forget what the other rewards are. But part of the signing bonus, you also get... 50,000 points, which you can also convert at 1.5 times. So it's actually 75,000 points, which is equivalent to $750.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is we have leftover points.
1: (laughs) Well, the more you spend, the more points you accumulate. We don't have many leftover points, but we do have some, yes.
0: Okay. Well, I will start thinking about where we can go to next.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like a lot of the credit cards, like they call it, I think it's credit card gaming is what they call it. It's just the process of figuring out what cards are right for you and really structuring your credits in such a way that you're not taking a massive hit, but you're still able to take advantage of all the sign-on bonuses.
0: Oh, that's really smart.
1: Yeah, so if you have a lot of credit cards it's great because the average age is high and you know you don't have to worry too much about anything else
0: oh good to know well are you ready to dive in and talk to ruby
1: yeah let's dive right into our interview okay welcome to chain
0: of wealth here's your host dennis inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom
1: Chainers and welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today we have Ruby Escalona with us. She is the main blogger of the website A Journey We Love that documents achievements with her husband, Peter. Ruby loves travel hacking, finding deals and thinking of ways to save money. Originally from the Philippines, she moved to the United States to pursue an employment opportunity. She now lives in Jacksonville, Florida and has been to more than 20 countries in 16 states. She has also backpacked around Southeast Asia. She hasn't quit her job to pursue her passions yet. That will happen once she reaches financial independence. Welcome, Welcome Ruby.
2: Rudy. Oh, hi. Thank you. <laughs> so um, I think you covered most of it. I'm Ruby. I live with my husband, Peter. We live in Jacksonville with our little dog, Rosie. Um, so at the age of 21, I was sent to the UK for the first time ever. And that was my first foreign into expat life. And I realized, like, Hey, I could do this. I could live abroad on my own. Considering that I was only earning like 25% of what I'm earning right now in the US, I decided to make that my goal. And now that here in the US, since we have more opportunities to pursue financial independence, that's our next goal right now, pursuing financial independence so we could be our own boss.
0: Good for you. That must be really challenging.
2: It was because like I lived in a third world country, so we really need visas wherever we go. So the fact that I managed to jump from a third world country to a first world country was a big leap enough for me.
0: So, Ruby, you haven't quit your day job yet. What do you do during the day for work?
2: So I'm an accountant by profession. Um, I work for a large multinational company. I can't really say exactly the name, but that's my day job.
0: Okay. Okay. And if you could go back in time, what is one financial mistake that you wish you could take back?
2: Uh, This was funny. Like as soon as I graduated college, I got like the the travel bug. So what happened was I decided to go on a last minute trip with my mom to Hong Kong. And I completely underestimated all the costs. And then after our trip, I went back. I looked at my credit cards and I went, oh, crap, I'm in so much debt. (laughs) And uh, so pretty much I spent the whole year trying to pay off that credit card debt, which never should have happened. And during that year, I accidentally put in the wrong amount. So I tried to pay, let's say, $728. I ended up paying $702. And they charged me way more interest with my mistake than actually the amount I was supposed to pay.
1: That's so frustrating. And Hong Kong is such an expensive city as well.
2: It was. I really thought that the food was cheap, but it's actually not.
1: Foreign currency has a way of creeping up on you like that. (laughs) Yes, it is. When we were in (laughs) Iceland um, on our layover to London, um, we had no idea what the currency was there. And we got two coffees and it came to two and a half thousand. We didn't know what currency it was, but fortunately it turned out to be equivalent to about like seven or eight dollars. So it wasn't that bad. (laughs) But when we
0: looked at the receipt, we were like, "Ooh, well... Hopefully we still have money.
2: <laughs> yeah, the same in Vietnam. So their currency is like in the millions. So when I was like first uh, converted my money, I was like, oh, I'm a millionaire. Only to find out it's only worth like 10 or $20. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. So on your website, you published A Journey We Love that you and your husband, Peter, have reached a net worth of a quarter of a million dollars. What exactly did you do to achieve this?
2: So the first thing we did was like when I married Peter, he still had a bit of student loans. So that like dragged our net worth down. So what we did is instead of investing the money, we paid that off. And then um, as soon as we paid that off, we maxed out our 401ks. We maxed out our Roth IRAs and we maxed out our HSAs. So essentially, we invested most of our surplus money into Vanguard funds, which are very low cost funds, and they only charge less than 1% per annum. So um, we did a mixture of stocks, mostly stocks and bonds. And because we are such in a very bull market right now, we found out we were earning like 10% plus per year in dividends and capital gains. So that kind of accumulated over time, over like a span of four years. And that's mostly how we did it. Plus um, side hustles. So we decided to have side hustles on top of our day jobs. So we do a bit of um, Airbnb, real estate investing, freelance writing. So um, our savings are up. And then our income is also a bit up by having multiple streams of income. So that's how we kind of did it.
0: And I bet your Airbnb is packed right now with it being chilly up north and beautiful down in Florida.
2: Um, surprisingly, yes. We have a bit of like low times during the holidays. But yeah, every time it's a bit chilly up north, we find that we get booked more.
1: Awesome. So what would you say your next goal is?
2: So our next goal is to have financial independence to be able to quit our jobs and live off of our investments. So any income that we get from investments inside Hustle should be enough for us to survive on every month. And also rentals. So we are starting our foray into rental properties by um, buying places and then renting them out tenants. And that also helps in our cash flow every month.
0: Okay, and I know you touched on a little bit earlier, but when you're talking about your money, do you purely just save? Do you invest? And can you go a little bit into more where you put your money
2: so we do a combination of both so for the saving part we try to have at least six months of um money like saved in just a bank account it doesn't earn much but we look for bank accounts that give us anywhere from like five percent the interest so that involves like um, those mango money prepaid websites and also um, inside cards That plus um, we have online banking accounts with Discover. Um, They don't really give us much interest as well, but it's like way higher than the brick and mortar mortar, um, banks like Bank of America. Um, An investing part, as I mentioned, we max out our Roth IRA and our 401k and we purely invest in Vanguard or Fidelity funds. So um, by doing that, we save on the annual fee that they do they charge us so um, these are mostly like passive index funds so what we do is like we invest in VTSMX, which is like this cracks the stock market here in the us and um, essentially it kind of it doesn't want to beat the market it kind of wants to grow in par with the market but since the market again is uh, bullish right now we are seeing like enormous returns hopefully come a bear market we have enough saved and invested so that even if it goes like 50 percent lower we still come out in the end we normally do our strategy
1: (laughs) definitely and you also want to have any stop losses on anything that is going a little bit crazy so (laughs) you do manage to get out while you're still ahead
2: yeah, so if that happens, um, we're going to convert some of them into bond funds um, because like it's a way of hedging our um, earnings. And um, essentially, hopefully um, we don't like, lose so much in a stock market crash.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're not planning to pull out the money anyway, because that's uh, always our long term investment. So I think one issue that people do um, when there's a crash is they panic and they start pulling out their money when um, like li- physically like withdrawing their money. So they're making their paper losses into actual real losses. So that's the biggest mistake that people do. We're not doing that so we can survive on our savings or emergency funds if need be.
1: Awesome. So let's talk about your bucket list. What's the next thing that you plan to do?
2: Oh, so um, I did skydiving like two years ago. That was a big one. We don't really have big plans for our bucket list right now. Maybe swimming with sharks in Belize. Because we have a trip planned next year for Belize. And uh, from what our friends say, you can actually swim with sharks. Like not in a cage, like literally swimming with them. So that's quite... like scary um we also plan to swim with manatees so there's one place here in florida that um allows that because like manatees are a federally protected um, species here in florida you can't really touch or harass them but in this like river crystal river it's called um you can swim with them they can touch you but you can't touch them so if they're very curious enough to, like, come close to you, they can, like, sniff you and, like, play around with you, but you can't touch them back. So that, I think that's pretty cool.
0: That would definitely be very cool. I never went to Crystal River personally, but I've had a lot of friends that went and they said that is absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah, it's it's great. Like, they're big, huge creatures and the fact that they're very curious, it, it, I think it's great.
0: Right. So you did a lot of traveling last year and you saved about $6,500. How did you do that?
2: Um, So that's a mixture of airline um, points and hotel um, points that we used. So um, I don't know if you've heard the term churning so what we do is we actually take turns into applying credit cards reaching the um, minimum spend and then getting the sign up bonus so for example um, the chase sapphire reserve card it gives you like a hundred thousand chase points if you spend like four thousand dollars in three months so um they give you like that hundred thousand points is worth like a lot of hotel points if you transfer it to hyatt or it could be worth like a few trips to the Caribbean if you transfer to British Airways. So we're a bit lucky because like we live in um, Florida to Miami if need be, and Miami to certain parts of the Caribbean is only like 7,500 points one way. So it's 15,000 points round trip. You use that 100,000 points, that's a lot of like round trip flights from Miami to let's say other Caribbean countries. On top of that, we have the Southwest Companion Pass. So essentially, that's like the best deal in airline points where... One person, let's say Peter, has the companion pass. He has the, he can designate me as um, his companion. So what he does is he books a flight to, say, Belize. He pays uh, only the points, which is like 6,000 points round trip, plus the taxes and the fees, which is like $77. And then he goes, okay, I'll book a flight for my companion. And he just pays the taxes and fees for me. So That's essentially, really cool. we are flying... Yeah, we're flying to Belize by paying only $145 point, um, and 5,800 points. So that's how we save the most. Oh, and the hotels, uh, like um, last year, we um, the bonus for the Hyatt card was two free nights anywhere in the world. So what we did was we used those points at an all-inclusive resort in Jamaica. It's called the Hyatt Zilara in Montego Bay. So that covered for like three days of uh, food, drink, booze and uh, desserts and also the accommodation and it's just based from this one credit card so that saved us a lot of money
1: what a pleasure that's awesome
2: <laughs> yeah it's amazing we love that hyatt card on top of that every single year they give you one free night in like category one to four so that's how we kind of use those cards
1: fantastic Chinas. we're just going to take a quick break and then we're going to dive right back into the value link round Chainers, are you looking to earn some extra money while you sleep? Head over to chainofwealth.com Airbnb. If you have a spare bed in your apartment or house, you can rent that out and make money each and every day. Katie's been making over $500 each and every month. Head over to chainofwealth.com Airbnb to find out more.
0: Okay, Ruby, why do you think people have a hard time achieving their goals?
2: Um, I guess because they don't really have set goals in mind, so they don't really know what to do. So the first step is you have to figure out what you want to do and then like write it down on a piece of paper. Um, You have to kind of repeat it again and again to like put it to heart that I want to do this. Like let's say I want to save 20% off my salary. You're not going to be able to do that if you just say, oh, I kind of want to do that. But if you really put it to heart, make yourself accountable for it. Tell your friends that you really want to do it. Then that means that you're more accountable to doing it because of the pressure from um, other people and you delivering your goals. So I guess, yeah, people lack direction in actually doing it.
0: Yeah, and I can relate. When when I tell somebody I'm going to do something, then I'm committed. I have to do it.
2: (laughs) Yes, because it's part of peer pressure right so if like people found out that you never delivered on what you told them they're like oh they get disappointed and you kind of don't want to disappoint people
0: right do you have any books or other podcasts that you recommend
2: so i love paula pants podcast so if you um, are actively chasing like real estate investments and financial independence um her podcast is one of the best because um her goal is like you can afford Anything, but not everything. Like, sure, you kind of wanna be like financially independent, but you don't want to deprive yourself into on on your goal to financial independence. So, what she kind of teaches and shows in our podcast that, like, look, you can um, enjoy all the things you want in life. You wanna travel? Sure, you can travel right now, but you can also save fifty percent of your salary and travel at the same time while keeping a uh, full-time job by having side hustles and investing. So I really love like, like what she teaches in her podcast. Awesome. And for, for books, um, we really like, um, This is sound a bit cliche, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad kind of helped me reach my, like open my eyes to financial independence. So that was the first book I ever read that's about financial education. It's a bit wordy and a bit fluffy in terms of his like anecdotes. But if you are starting out on your journey, um, I think it's like one of the best books to read because he lays it out in layman's terms for you and not some fancy financial terms that you get lost and you get bored reading it.
1: Definitely. I know you said it's a cliche, but you're actually our first guest to recommend that. So <laughs> go you. <laughs>
2: yeah, it seems like most people kind of recommend this book because that is like the first step into learning about financial education. So if it wasn't for that book, I wouldn't know like, oh, I can actually make my money work for me instead of me working for money.
1: Excellent. So do you have a favorite quote you like to live by?
2: Live life to the fullest? <laughs> I mean, it's also cliche, but I don't believe into depriving myself of the things that I enjoy just because I am pursuing financial independence. I would not stop traveling just because it will save me an extra $6,000 every year. Um, I, I would not stop eating out because it would save me like a hundred dollars per meal but it's like that little joys in life that you that make you happy I mean you really don't want to live your life super deprived and get up frustrated get very frustrated and end up abandoning your goal completely
0: right and you only have one life
2: to live that's true and you never know when you're gonna kick the bucket sounds <laughs> morbid but <laughs> you just don't know right
0: right. How can our listeners get in touch with you?
2: So um, we're online most of the time at Facebook. They can follow our website, um, A Journey We Love. And um, I'm also very active in Twitter. So um, our usernames are A Journey We Love in Facebook and Twitter. So they can ask us anything there or they can also send me emails through um, our website. And I answer back within like a span of three days.
1: Fantastic. Ruby, do you have any other last parting piece of guidance for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye.
2: Oh, OK. Um, so, um, guys, just make sure you have a goal in mind and just follow on through. Once you start reaching your goals, just make another goal. So it's very easy. Just keep to yourself. You just need a notebook. I'm a very old school. If you're not, you could use your phone. Just type in what you want. Look at it a single, like every single day. And then when you put it into heart, then you'll definitely like reach it.
1: Chainers, we've been hanging out with Ruby Escalona from A Journey We Love. Check out her website at journeywelove.com. There's loads of awesome travel advice and other financial advice on there, and it can really add some value to your life. Chainers, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. Catch you on the
2: flip side.